interrupt your business. I just had something to say to you and every single one of these people out here today. And that is, I'm back. But I didn't come alone. Wait a minute, who the, is that, it's from behind! Corey, that, Sonya Deville and is that, Mandy Rose. That's Mandy Rose, and they're from NXT! The former champion, Paige! I like it. Is back! I like it. I have, she brought some friends! I have never not been happy to see Mandy Rose. What a shocking set of debuts! Paige just turned the women's division upside down. With the help of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Charlotte Flair, Natalya, Naomi, Becky Lynch, all falling victim to Sarah Logan, Ruby Ryan, and Liv Morgan tonight on SmackDown Live. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is your friend and mine. You know him, you love him, the janitor himself, Josh Custodio. Justin, I gotta tell you. That was a, a great intro and all. This isn't this isn't me shitting on your intro. It was great. Okay. okay? So okay. thank you for that great intro. Okay. But however I feel like there's a big butt coming up. It was here. a however. Are you that your way to call me fat? A big no, butt? No, no, no. It's the Titus O'Neil sized booty coming up <laughs> right now. Well, actually, there is a tie into a big ass, who, which Eric Rowan has, because I was thinking we could do a, a little intro right here, like the Bludgeon oh, Brothers. Okay. So you say your last okay. name, okay? As you're the Luke Harper, well, right? First, we have to like, okay, so we're out in the woods, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, and we've both been out there for like four months <clears throat> each, just eating <clears throat> squirrels <clears throat> and like that sort of thing, <laughs> and we've become deranged <laughs> yes. from our lack of access to. Uh, the social constructs of society at large. How long did it take us to fall apart at the scenes? About four days. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> so I was definitely eating a squirrel on like day two, for sure. <laughs> um, but with that in mind, uh, I think we should not just say our names, but cut the full kind of promo here. Yeah, okay, sure. Think, are you up for that? I'm up for this, All sure. Right. Yeah, I All can right. improvise. At night, when I try to go to sleep, all I hear is the screams. Screams that are blood curdling. Screams that will keep you awake. Screams that we have caused. Blood that curdles. Blood that flows. Blood that must be spilled for the Dark Lord. Custodio. 
Morissette Bludgeon Brothers! Yay! <laughs> yeah, they debuted this week. You must be pretty thrilled about that. Dude, that debut was like what I wanted it to be, too. Yeah. It, what did you think of it? We it actually didn't watch Smackdown together. squash. Yeah. Which was, I mean, I kind of was expecting maybe to have a bit of a match there. Like, especially, like, Mojo seems like a guy that the company has plans for. and is not someone that they want to just get squashed by uh, the third incarnation of, of <laughs> Rowan and Harper. Yeah, I guess they were Wyatt's, Reapers, now Bludgeon Brothers. It is kind of interesting that no matter how they repackage these guys, they keep them together. I wish that they didn't, though, because, yeah. man... Luke Harper was red hot around WrestleMania this year. Yeah. He very feasibly could have been in the WWE title match at WrestleMania this year if they'd done a three-way, which was kind of bandied about. I think we both there. thought they should at yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Because Harper could have taken the pin. That would have been fine. And then it seemed like they just like disappeared him to make people forget that Randy Orton was involved in the Wyatt family <laughs> at all. I, I, wish. I, like, I don't know. Have we talked about this before? Uh, we probably yeah, have. I feel like we have. I feel like it's ground that we've covered. But yeah, I was extreme. I love the song. I love the Titan Tron. I love the lights out. I wish they did it the whole way to the ring, that the lights didn't come up when they hit the ramp. Uh, but yeah, I, w I was thrilled. I'm curious to see what they do with it. It just seems like a regression for a guy who could be, if not in the picture, then just outside the main event scene on SmackDown, and that's kind of disappointing. Well, yeah, let, let's just consider that Baron Corbin's your U.S. champ right now. Like, what is he doing better than Luke Harper would in that spot? Nothing. Like, probably nothing, right? Yeah. He has a cooler finisher, I guess. Yeah, probably. But but honestly, yeah, I think you could slot. And I'm not saying anything anyone, everyone doesn't agree with, right? Like, he's he's so good, Luke Harper. He can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Luke Harper Show. <laughs> That's what it's turned into. What are people listening to right uh, they now? They are listening to Top Marks, of course. Every single week, Josh, if someone's never listened to the show before, which if you listened last week, you might be a little bit disappointed that, hey, I screwed up the intro off the hop, <laughs> no, and then yeah. we sang pirate music, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, this is so joyous and wonderful, but I'm not going to edit this out at all. And maybe you heard that, and you were like, Gosh, Justin, couldn't you do like a little bit of editing there? Yeah. You really wasted my time. <laughs> well, if you thought that, I have very bad news for you about the next 90 minutes because <laughs> we are going to talk about wrestling and just mostly bullshit back and yeah, forth as yeah. friends do. That's kind of the appeal of the show, I like to think. We are hashtag good friends. We are indeed, and we're going to talk about one, two, three, the three biggest stories in the world of wrestling this week. As it pertains to the WWE, anyways. Yeah, this week, yeah. I mean, sometimes we go outside of it. But sometimes. it seems like the biggest stories were all revolving around Survivor Series weekend and then the Fallout shows that uh, followed uh, not long after. Oh, you don't feel that invested in Tim Storm maybe going to CZW <laughs> and defending the NWA title against Joey Janela? I mean, I'd rather not talk about that for 15 <laughs> minutes. Oh, I feel like I could. But we're going to break down those topics for a maximum of how long, Josh? I think it's exactly 15 minutes. Which is the same length as? A WCW TV title match? Right, you are on both counts. Look at One me. more count and you've got a pinfall right there. Uh, no one's uh, pinning me, bud. <laughs> Never. But, uh, I'm not looking at the lights. <laughs> but, uh, Josh, what are our three topics this week? That is a great question, Justin. A question that I have great answers for. And round number one, not to give too much away, but I fucking love TakeOver on Saturday. We're going to review that for 15 minutes. Talk about an overall letter grade, matches that stood out to us, maybe where things go from here, what stood out to us, all that fun stuff. We're going to talk about TakeOver. And I there's a lot to dive into on what was <laughs> yeah, just man. a... Just a, an unbelievable show. Yeah, really. I let's not talk too much about it, but y yeah, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Round number two. What are we talking about there, Josh? Well, Justin, we had the exact same thing happen on both Raw and SmackDown this week. Three women came and invaded both shows that sort of seemed like parallels of each other. We're going to dissect this. Are they connected? Do we like this? Are we excited? Is this the influx that the show's needed? Well, we'll dissect that a little bit. Yeah, it kind of seems odd to do an invasion angle so soon after they just been in a month doing invasion angles. Hey, invasions on invasions, baby. That's the swerve. Yeah, I guess so. That's the one thing you'd never expect right after an invasion angle is another invasion <laughs> angle. And then the, the one thing that you would never expect the day after another invasion <laughs> angle is another invasion <laughs> angle again. You're so joking, really, but that's true. I mean, yeah. Lightning striking, basically. Basically five times in a three-week span here. So I'm excited you know, to talk about who's it. Who's kidding who? You know? <laughs> um, and round number three, what are we going to do there? I mean, I don't really want to, but we're going to talk about Survivor Series for 15 minutes. We're going to review the show. I'd rather just talk about TakeOver for a half hour, but yeah. uh, we're going to break down Survivor Series, some of the stuff we liked, some of the stuff that we maybe didn't like as much, all that good stuff. And we might actually not go 15 minutes there because we have just a slamming, jam-packed Twitter mailbag this Holy week. Holy cow. The most questions we've ever received. And they're which, good. Yeah, I mean, must be a sign that the show is on the up and up. Well, it must be. Yeah, people are really taking notice of, uh, yeah. of our question asking see i feel like the show's gotten anyways. worse yeah yeah i feel like i just totally call it in now i, I certainly felt that way last week but <laughs> i'm on a mission this week did you think it was bad last no week? it was fine but i'm just kidding you didn't think it was great i mean we've had some some pretty great apps lately yeah yeah i like, agree especially when we've been joined on the phone by some real esteemed wrestling writers yeah you know? so you know people just tune in now and it's just you and i just fucking couple jabronis how like, are we going to compete with those guys exactly ian williams and rob russo are both much smarter and better if they had podcasts i would just plug them yeah, on exactly ours. exactly but they don't so they yeah. need a guest on this bad boy right here uh, rob actually put up a, another article this week which i love and i think we should have him on again yeah entirely about velveteen dream and alistair black right and, in our I wheelhouse mean, yeah that's obviously something that <laughs> we love very much as well and you know what? Without further ado, let's get to that, I think. It's time that we move on to round number one. Round one. Fight. Justin, I've never taken over anything. Have you? Uh, I mean, sometimes I take over this show and that, like, <laughs> you kind of want to get some words in and I'm just like, nope, just going to keep on talking. In the words of James Taylor, I'm a steamroller, baby. Um, and I'm going to roll right over you because you're not going to get a word in edgewise because I'm taking over. Well, I think as the smarter, better broadcaster on the show, that actually makes some sense. Imagine if it was just an episode of me. I mean, I guess that's true. But, uh, you know, I feel like I do cut you off sometimes in unnecessary ways just because I got so much that I got to get off the top of my dome. And it's just like... Bleh, flowing out of me, you know? That is the downfall to the 15-minute format. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, but I think that's also what keeps us, you know, so good. Yeah, you know, is it's, probably it's, right. You it's know? all steak, no it's sizzle. Exactly. Like, this past minute that we've wasted of this 15 <laughs> so far, I would definitely say just steak all over the place. Uh, I no would just, sizzle whatsoever. <laughs> we've really <laughs> talked a lot about TakeOver so far. I would like to just take this opportunity to, to discuss how much, uh, you know, I well, enjoy Well, I'm just going to get, like, look, we got to get right to the point here okay, Josh yes we got to talk about takeover because we only have 14 minutes at this point and this is a a big show this was you know for 
a takeover that did not necessarily have a ton of hype coming into it. I mean, I was excited yep, for it, yep. having watched the build, but it, it wasn't like the main event program was, you know, oh, a, a huge or, title yeah. match. Sure. It was the return of War Games, which is in itself a very big deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there were a lot of uh, feuds on the undercard here, too, that maybe got passed over by I think the, you're right. the casual audience who yep. maybe wasn't tuning in week to week and didn't know just how spectacular the build to Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream truly was. Why don't we just start with that match? Let's get it out of the way. Okay. Aleister yeah. Black versus Velveteen Dream. Electric. Uh, exactly, and I mean this, exactly what I like about pro wrestling. Yeah. The in-ring was not 100% what made that match. Both those guys more than capable of doing whatever you need them to in-ring. Mm-hmm. But it was... Reflective of the feud, he says the name afterwards. He reads the slither when uh, when uh, Velveteen Dream's returning to the ring. There are moments that shows they've been paying attention to each other and to the feud, and that gives so much more payoff. For me, this was match of the night, potential match of the year contender. I loved this. What did you it's, think? It's exactly what we talked about last week in previewing it, in that the feud and and the largely the match itself this past weekend as well paid off their characters yes. in, in a way that yes. like it seems like wrestling is built for but doesn't often deliver on because i mean still like you know however many years deep on like roman reigns we are right now we are 5 years into this guy getting a big time push is that right i mean as a member of the shield and then oh afterwards oh my god yeah. and like what can you tell me about the character of roman reigns i love Exactly. I just love exactly. getting down. But, but we could easily talk for the next 15 minutes. Oh. And if we had Rob Russo on next week to talk about his article, we could easily go for you know half an hour just on these two guys and the intricacies of who they are as people beyond just their abilities in the ring. And to me, like... I had a conversation with my roommate, Mike, recently, and he basically said, like, the reason that NXT and TakeOvers are so good compared to the main roster is that anybody who goes into NXT has a, a finite period to spend yeah. there. You get a beginning, middle, and end to a run. And I think that's actually bullshit. Because oh, okay. unless it's a main event program where somebody is taking the title and is eventually going to drop it and then move on, none of what was good about TakeOver this week is about the fact that these stories are bookended. All of these stories kind of came out of nothing to build towards this takeover pay-per-view. And, you know, whether they continue or not is immaterial. None of, like, it doesn't matter that they're going to get called up at some point. This was pure pro wrestling in that it put these guys together, allowed them to establish their characters. And I think this is the same story up and down this card. You can look yeah. at basically any match and see that this is true. The, the booking just understands something that the main roster doesn't, which is that it's not just about combinations of characters. It's about the stories that you can tell within those combinations. 100%. And, and I hate to just, you know, talk, oh, so good, so good, so good. But it also, tell me a match that you've seen recently where two guys got over more, where they both exit that match, way bigger stars than they entered it. That little promo after by Black closes the loop. It doesn't even feel like Velveteen Dream lost to me. Yeah. He exits that, and you could throw him in the main event picture tomorrow as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> both of them, basically. Of course. By yeah. far, both of them. Yeah, like I, I was actually a little bit disappointed that Dream didn't win the match. I just felt the same. Actually, the crowd seemed so behind him. Yeah, in a way that I was not expecting for 
not just a heel, but like what can kind of be perceived as Rob wrote and as he touched on when we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, as kind of a, a gay panic heel. Also, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a lot of like sexually charged moments in, throughout this feud, and especially in Houston, that's not something that you think is going to play as a babyface. Good point. And. I wouldn't go so far as to say that he was a babyface, but there's no denying that this crowd was, like, super into him and yeah. his every mannerism. Like, it is just, you know, I said it right off the top. There's no other word to use other than electric, and the crowd definitely bore that out. Yeah, I mean, jeez, I, I could spend the whole round on this match, but it, it's just to close out that, Velveteen Dream felt like a babyface because he's extremely good, like he's extremely talented, and Aleister Black is a Satanist, and that, you know, isn't the most natural babyface gimmick. I couldn't say enough good things about this. Was this a match of the night for you? Um, It's really hard to yeah, pick between this super and the is. event, though, you know, as far as like one-on-one -on -one matches go... It's one of the best of the year by far. Agreed. Let's move on here to the match that opened the card. Lars Sullivan versus Cassius Ono. Super stiff Incredibly. work. Incredibly. Holy. Man, Ono just laying those kicks in at every turn. The elbows were vicious. Vicious. It like is rare that you get a match where every strike is so loud. Yeah. So loud. It, it And Lars Sullivan, a champ for taking those. And, and you know, for a five-minute match... I think it was five minutes something. Yeah, about six or so, I'd say. They both, again, exited leaving good. Now, it makes me wonder if they do have plans for Ono in the, the title picture ever. It yeah. feels like maybe not, but but I hope they do eventually. I don't, he's kind of entering that, like, jobber to the stars yeah. sort of uh, territory. But, like, not a bad use for him. Because, no. look, uh, like we said, like, Lars Sullivan got a, a good match here. Probably the best match that he's had so far. Definitely. And Ono far. doesn't come out losing anything having lost the match because he got more offense in on Sullivan than anyone ever By far. has. Yeah. So Isn't he the first guy Sullivan sold for? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Probably I, I think so. Probably that that I can make, think yeah, of. that makes sense. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed it and I predicted last week that it would be the opener. Yeah. And it was a hot open, a good way to start off the show and no get question. people invested right off the bat with some real high quality, strong style wrestling. Justin, this is going to blow you away, but I also enjoyed the fatal four-way for the women's vacant NXT championship. There really were no bad matches. I liked them card. all, yeah, Justin. Yeah, nothing really to complain about here at all. Uh, Other than maybe the fact that you, we both were kind of cold on Ember uh, winning this yeah. title in this way. Wrong choice for me. Uh, like I said last week on the show, Ember's the only person you've seen lose to Asuka twice, so now it just feels like it's on the second best woman, whereas anybody else, it has parallels to MMA with Daniel Cormier and John Jones, where it's just like, ah, if only it wasn't Cormier, because we've seen him lose to John Jones. I feel the same way here. Uh, that said, it was pointed out to me when I was watching, I think uh, Jordan, our comedian Jordan Charm brought it up. He goes, you can't put it on, uh... oh, never mind, different point. I was thinking about how I was going to say, oh, they're bringing Peyton Royce up because she didn't win. But then he said, she's like the only heel they have right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true, actually. Exactly. And I actually thought when, while I was watching the match, if Ember is going to win this and you're going to have her as the champion with two baby faces in Nikki and Kyrie like yeah. nipping at the heels, who is left really to turn heel who's not a heel already if Iconic is going to get the call up? And the answer, I guess, is probably Ruby Riot. Let's turn Ruby Riot heel. I had that idea. And then they decided <laughs> to do that just 
on the main <laughs> roster. Well, you were thinking instead. way ahead. Yeah. You like this match too? I did. Yeah. I like. I especially really enjoyed the finish. The double yeah. top rope stunner was awesome. Uh, I thought Peyton did a good job of selling all of the finishers that she took. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Which were all. Yeah. yeah. Basically <laughs> every single one of them. Um, I think she did take a finisher from everyone else, didn't she? She took there was because it was a double uh, elbow the- from Kyrie that hit her as well. Yeah. Uh, and she took the stunner. Oh, maybe Nikki Cross didn't hit her with something. But yeah, I'm not sure. Are we into the pirate gimmick for Kyrie saying? Uh, I I like it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I, I called her the pirate princess just because she looked like a character, like a Disney character, basically. Sure. Like something that just came straight out of like Kingdom Hearts, and then that is actually the name that they are using for her on yeah. television as well. Which Look at you. I I didn't. I mean, they were probably doing that already, and maybe I picked up on it without actually hearing it. I have no idea. Or Titus is still listening to the show. I I do like it, though. It's not fully connecting, but she still has, like, as great as a worker she is, she does still have some stuff to pick up on the North American side of things. I think if she just dropped the wheel, I might be more into it. I know that's, like, a small thing, but she's just carrying that spinning wheel. I feel like you're right. I like the hat, though. Yeah, sure, but the the wheel, she doesn't use it as a weapon. Like, what? I I just don't get it. True, true. Yeah, no, that's fair. But uh, I just wanted to say there that uh, the problem that you talked about with Ember, you know, having lost to Asuka, I felt like that was like made worse, like compacted by the fact that you did have Asuka come out and hand yeah. her the belt as part of the ceremony. And like, I get it that she's like happy for her and smiling and clapping, but it just came off as like, oh, that's you're doing cute. so good, yes. sweetie. I couldn't agree more. And like, couldn't agree more. If you were going to do that and put the belt on her, just have Regal give it to her. Do not make Asuka be present because it just cheapens the fact that Ember is your champion and reminds us of the fact that she has been beaten so many times. Another great point by the Madman Morissette. Uh, let's. I mean, gosh, the heat. The, this is like a greatest hits. I, it's insane. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Drew McIntyre for the NXT belt. They switch it. The challenger wins. Cien Almas is your champion. Are we celebrating? We are. I. I said last week that I didn't want him to win it because I thought he was a surefire star already ready for a main roster call-up and I still believe that oh yeah but I'm glad actually to see him win the title because it like solidifies everything that I said you know totally there's no way that he's gonna get called up to 205 live you know you know like god can you imagine I mean that kind of was the rumor though beforehand was it he's that size he might get added to that division he is a star beyond that and making him the champion I mean obviously Neville is in the cruiserweight so it's not like being NXT champion precludes you from being a cruiserweight but uh, it just shows that they see what we see and that he is like being counted on to carry this brand now which is awesome dude uh, first of all i hope that he gets a run with this belt because guys don't really seem to be defending the nxt belt beyond one feud right now not for a long time Mm -hmm. i would like to see if they're gonna put it on almas let him do the damn thing because like you say whatever star you think he is i agree times a hundred i i just don't know what can't he do that moonsault to the floor the old sombra spot so every that the end to that match was just dynamite. I was off my couch for it. And Zelina's interference in his matches is like Perfect. really working for me. Just a shame to see Drew McIntyre get injured the way he did. I agree. That spot though, where Zelina goes to hit the Rana off the apron to him to McIntyre, he just mm-hmm. catches her and puts her back. But great like, stuff. McIntyre looks like an absolute dynamite star right now as well. Yeah, just he, from his he has pure physicality. He's 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 there, and it's really unfortunate that he got injured. Let's move on to War Games. Undisputed Era versus Authors of Pain versus Roderick Strong with, or sorry, Authors of Pain with Roderick Strong versus Sanity. 
<laughs> Every single guy comes out of this looking like a million bucks. What, what do you? What, what an incredible say? match! The the best description that I saw of it uh, was Brian Maxwell Mann on Twitter, who yeah. was the, one of the hosts of Keep It Two Thousand and a former writer at WWE as well, who said uh, that War Games was so great because it was incredibly chaotic in a way that WWE never is, and WCW so often was. Ooh, I like that. And yeah, like, good point. And he's right. Yeah, because I feel like WWE Vince is just not willing to get that messy with split focuses and like a bunch of different stuff going on all at the same time but like it worked for this match you oh, didn't yeah. always get to see what was going on in the secondary ring there was a couple yep. times when they did like mirrored spots on either side and the camera only picked up one yeah there was one really egregious one of those wasn't yeah. it yeah i forget what it was but... uh it involved aop but i can't remember exactly what it was regardless it's just an incredible match, and fuck, I love Roddy Strong, man. I just, I know you. I do. am so glad that he did not turn heel. I think yeah. that that, uh, you know, because he's he's there. He's what they want him to be now, uh, and I'm really, really, really satisfied with it. I I, I think he's probably going to enter a one-on-one feud with Adam Page right now, or Adam, Adam Cole, Cole rather. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'm so on board for that. And yeah, man, like. He's just great, and like, there's no amount of losses that's going to lo- make me lose interest in this guy. In the closing seconds here, Justin, was this your favorite takeover? Uh, from top to bottom, it's hard to argue against that this was the best pure quality takeover it was ever. for me for it sure. Maybe didn't have like the crackerjack like storyline moments that others have had in the past. Sure, but DIY breaking up. Yeah, or, or yeah, like yeah. Owens or the, you know, any sure. number of things. But, you know, in terms of pure quality top to bottom, hard to argue against this one being the best. And that main event is a big part of it. Give it a letter grade. Oh, A++, bud. That yeah. was a yeah. spectacular yeah. A+, plus, as good as it gets for me, too. I loved it. And... Well, what are we going to do here? Are we just moving straight to round number two? Yeah, we got so many questions. You know, I, I, the people were thrilled with Drummer Slam making its triumphant I return last that. week. We did get a lot of feedback after last week's show, actually, which was really nice to see. Yeah, thanks, If you guys. listen every week, please do reach out on Twitter. It really makes uh, a big difference, and it means a great deal to both of us. But, uh, yeah, I think we just got to b- blow right past it, and Drummer Slam can return next week because we just have too many questions here, Josh. We got to make time somewhere. So let's head off to, to round, round. Number two! Round two! Fight! Justin, do you have any twins? Do you have a twin brother I'm not aware of? No, but sometimes people like will see some dude downtown and then text me and be like, Oh, I saw like your absolute body double on transit today. It's like, well, that's uh, interesting, I guess. <laughs> it's a hard thing to respond yeah, to. I guess, yeah. Good looking man, I'm a sure. Very handsome, a <laughs> yeah. sex machine walking yeah. downtown. So but then they'll like send me a photo and I'll be like, that stupid looking guy, you think he <laughs> looks like me? Are you kidding? <laughs> this is an insult? <laughs> Some kind of joke you're playing here? Are you trying to be mean? Yeah. Uh, Justin, what if that doppelganger who wanders around downtown uh, showed up at your rival radio company? That would be strange, right? Yeah. Yeah, if there were just like two of you. And one of me worked at TSN and the other worked at Sportsnet. It would be extremely strange. Well, <laughs> it, believe it or not, Justin, this sort of happened this week on WWE television. For not just one woman, but three. For three women, Justin. Yeah, very weird. Do you want me to break this down what happened? Yeah, do it. All right, so I'm watching Monday Night Raw this week, as I do most weeks, all weeks. I can't remember the last week I didn't do it. 
since his child, very sad, depressing, a lot of time wasted. <laughs> uh, and and who comes out but a page return? And I marked out pretty big for this. Actually, yeah. I was. I did. Was it a rumor or anything that she was I coming mean, back? I talked about it last week. Did you? Yeah. I barely listen. That. I barely listen. Uh, when I take over, I just wait till you, you're you done talking. Off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when my head goes up, your uh, ears go shut. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so Paige comes out. I'm all excited. I go, oh, this is great. And she goes, but I'm not here alone. And out come running Mandy Rose. And Sonya Deville. Uh, Sonya I'm a little bit familiar with from NXT. She had an NXT match with somebody recently. I can't remember. Was it Ember Moon? I have no idea. I can't remember who it was, but she was on NXT television recently. I'm not that familiar with Mandy Rose. Are you? Uh, yes, but from Total Divas. So I'm Okay. Gonna, so pretend I said no. Who is she on Total Divas with? She, uh, she was, like, originally Eva Marie's, like, best friend sidekick. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's it, cool. It was, like, how she was introduced. But then she was also, like, very skeptical of Eva Marie as a person, which probably rightly so. Okay. Uh, but, like, it was just, like, the first person who, like, made her feel welcome, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so but yeah, it's not like I watch. <laughs> Justin, I know you don't watch anything. it, Justin. You, you just, you just. <laughs> no, it'd be crazy. Ah, the information just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dad, don't yeah. be ridiculous, yeah. Justin. Yeah. What are we talking? You don't about even here? know what the show Total Divas exactly. is called. Total Divas. That's what I call. Well, that's it. what you call it. So these three come out. <laughs> they interrupt the the, sh- the what was it? Alexa Bliss and. Uh, Someone were wrestling. I don't. Uh, it was who. a it was a number one contender match for Alexa Bliss's title. Oh yeah, Mickey James and um, uh, it was four people, uh, wasn't it? Sasha in the ring at the time. Oh boy, it was so good that I absolutely remember it. And so so these three come out, they jump, they ruin it. It's. I'm surprised. I'm excited. I'm happy. Paige isn't here alone. There's a women's faction. I think Paige is a good leader for it. I'm into it. What was your reaction to this? Happen? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Thought it was like more so even than Asuka being added to the division, the exact shakeup that Rod desperately needed. Yeah. Because, totally. Because if there's one thing that SmackDown does well in its women's division that Raw really struggles at, it's telling multiple stories at once. Yes. Like it can put together a pretty good title feud, but then the undercard, it's like, eh, well, uh, I tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> You know, like it just <laughs> sounds like my does, title of my book it does nothing with like anyone who's not currently in the title picture, and I feel like this is kind of the perfect antidote to that because you've just perfectly introduced an entire set of heels for a largely babyface division to feud with. Yeah, and, and I think that Paige in particular is such a good choice to lead a faction. She can talk, she can wrestle, but she has a certain swagger about her, a confidence, and it's like she does have like that, that charismatic leader thing going I mean, on. It's like the first thing she said when she came back. I have a question for all you in the ring and all you in the crowd. Did you, Did you miss, miss me? me? It was perfect. Oh, I love that. I was I was more excited than I thought I would be to see the return of Paige. So v- very good stuff. Extremely happy. But then, Justin, I'm watching SmackDown as a guy does. It's Tuesday night. Here I am. I'm watching it. And out comes Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, an alternative-looking woman, a blonde, and a brunette. Yeah. This a, was a the- pale, black-haired, tattooed lady. Yes. And uh, and then yes, as you said, a blonde and a brunette. So I, I I'm sitting there and I go, what the fuck? Like th- this is the exact yeah, same it's thing. Like Shadow World. Okay. Uh, like <laughs> make sense of this for me, Justin Morris. You're the wrestling pariah. You you make some sense of this for me. I mean, maybe look the, what I read in the dirt sheets, which oh, you God. don't take for you know you don't trust at all. I is, would rather you just that, be like, is that I, it was all Vince's decision. He made a snap decision on. Like either Sunday or Monday, yeah. After those women's five-on-five matches at Survivor Series, basically being like, 
Look, all of our combinations here have gotten stale. These two divisions have gotten to be pretty staid over the last little while, and all of the major call-ups have been men outside of Asuka. Yeah. So I don't know that I have a lot of combinations here that are super interesting. And hey, Vince, maybe that's what happens when you fire Emma for no reason, despite oh. the fact that she didn't really get to have any of the big matches you could have had with her on either show. Just throwing that out there, bud. Just throw it out there. You don't, yeah. You're not saying. You're just, <laughs> just, just, you know, hey, guy, what's that all about? You know? Just, just <laughs> that, that fucking yeah. segment. That's making a little comeback right there. That's what that was. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's always at Vince. Yeah, no problem. Hey, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who else am I going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Justin, are these Nobody two... else makes decisions. Uh, Justin, are these two factions connected? Or is it genuinely a coincidence that they the hair colors and the matching aesthetics? I mean, if you're debuting a new faction it's kind of like the way to do it right sure okay but to do it on back-to-back nights yeah i mean but like if it's connected if they are connected if they're linked in some way that they're like you know they're part of a larger faction that's now on both shows yeah i heard like an nxt invasion yeah then then that's suddenly like yeah an nxt invasion led by page across both brands yeah and that like makes less sense, like I was talking about off the hop, and just to do an invasion angle like that, because now it's not just an invasion of new talent; it's literally an invasion of like a quote unquote outside company. Yeah, that um, is different. You're right. Which to, it's like no matter what, you are repeating some element of something. Now, I think that's a cool idea to have a team that's operating on both sides of it the is ledger. a cool idea. It, it, it you would hope that like. They w- would do that sort of thing with like AJ and Gallows and Anderson or yeah. what have you, but you know they've never done anything like that before. Because <laughs> why, why would they? Why Terrible would you do anything cool with Gallows and Anderson other than make them sell Black Friday deals? Which oh, dude, that was excellent. Gallows was great. <laughs> it was very it. excellent. He's, he's spectacular. Oh. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm excited for the additions to both divisions because I yeah. do I do feel like. A mix-up was required. Especially on SmackDown, right? And I do like all of these women. You know, Sarah Logan is probably the one I know the least about. Yeah. Uh, And Liv, as has been largely alluded to already, is, especially if you're playing her as a heel on SmackDown, she's just Carmella light. Did you see that tweet I retweeted from our account? Yeah, they're, like, talking about raiding each other's... Yeah, stay out of my gear drawer or something like that. Let me me say this, Justin. I think we actually watched this episode of NXT together. Liv Morgan had a match on NXT, I want to say maybe a month ago, and I think we both remarked that her... She wasn't great against Aaliyah. I think that's right. But her moveset looked kind of cool. Yeah, she had a bunch of sweet spots that yeah. I was actually very impressed with. I- I'm not willing to call her like an underrated wrestler or anything like that, but I do remember watching that match and being like, oh, Liv Morgan can do some cool shit. Yeah, she's not just like a gif machine as far as facial reactions go. Right. But she certainly is that She's too. also that. Uh, yeah, definitely has some cool spots in her arsenal, which I was not expecting at all. No. In fact, I was very surprised by that match. So where do they go? Let's start with Raw. Where do they go here? Do they just r- r- sort of run rough shop for a little while and trap matches and whatnot? Or are we getting into like feuds? Um, I don't know exactly. It seemed, It would seem like that... I mean, they targeted everybody, right? This yeah. is basically just a women's version of the Undisputed Era. Yeah, or, or even exactly the what yeah. they did is like come in and don't just attack the the baby faces, attack the heels as well. As well, attack everyone, put everyone on notice, like Attitude Era Kane. Exactly. Um, and so, like, 
Yeah, because even then it's recalling an angle that literally just happened in NXT. There's really nothing that is not repetitive about this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still like I'm still kind of into it. I want to see where it goes. I don't. I feel like it's too soon to judge it as being derivative and a just straight up copy of what happened the night before. Before we have. Anything, more really. information, really. I, I'm into it, especially on Raw, not only because I think Paige is one of the better people in the women's division in general, but I think it's a good counter to Asuka, because I don't think they can have one person beat Asuka. But I think down the road, if you can get to this faction as a bunch of heels, jumping Asuka, there's three of them. It's a numbers game. Now you can get to a six-woman at the pay-per-view, and then Asuka versus Paige. That's a booking scenario that I'm into. And you can, you know, kind of New Japan-style draw that out over Absolutely. multiple months without actually doing the one-on-one page yeah, versus Asuka. it's multiple women matches yeah. and then this sort of thing. And it's really the only thing you can do to make Asuka vulnerable in any way, in my opinion. I, I agree with that. Now, on SmackDown, I'm a little less confident in it because I don't know what the three women baby faces you can put together are to counter this this invasion. Like, what is Yeah, the... I mean, probably Becky, Charlotte, and Naomi? I guess. But then that seems really lopsided in favor of the baby faces. In a huge and way. Like, I love Ruby Riot. I think she's a great worker, and then she's got a good look, and she's pretty good on the mic. I think she's like... Can she talk? I can't really remember. I think she's pretty... She's like, she's not great at it, but she's passable. She's cool. good. She's, she's good. Sometimes and, that's but, enough. But... As a heel, I don't really know, you know? Yeah. That's a big question Remains mark. To, be seen. And to make her kind of the de facto leader of this group in so much as she's like the page of it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> I don't I don't know how she's gonna fare at that. But at the same like I'm excited to see her do it. At the, and like I think the the page like the raw faction is great because all of these three women are connected in some way, in a way that like makes sense for them to be a faction. Yeah. Sonya and Mandy both came from the season of Tough Enough that was judged by Paige. So you oh, can is that basically right? go the route that she basically like handpicked her oh. her successors and is like bringing up this faction oh, shit, of underlings good. that owe their careers to her and would be beholden and loyal for that reason. Oh, you dude, know? that's excellent. So, I didn't realize that. So that works for me so she in could a be big like, way. She could say, I, I saw them on Tough Enough. These two stood out to me, and she sort of scouted them and yeah. raised them. And like, Oh, that's cool. To me, there's always been something about Sonya Deville that's like, just the fact that she, her look is clearly inspired by uh, women's MMA. Yeah, Gina like, Carano. Gives her kind of a legitimacy that I don't know if her ring work really backs up at all. I've only seen her wrestle the one match, and it was very strikes heavy, which I guess... Yes. Yeah. So like, but she doesn't have like a for as shitty as Tamina is. Tamina is an enforcer. I buy yeah. a little more than somebody with the build of uh, Sonya. And like Mandy Rose, it's really hard to say because she's a person that really was not on NXT television hardly at all. Worked the house show tours for NXT a lot. Yep. Like did a bunch of matches down there, but really very little actually on the TV side, which is kind of exciting, you know? Yep. And Sonya is kind of in the same boat, someone that I really was kept waiting for NXT to actually put to use in some way. Sure. And if we're never going to get that, like, it is fun to see people just, like, come up from NXT without any sort of preconceived notion of who they are and what they can do. Because, look, Mandy Rose might ultimately be a rich man's Dana Brooke. Or maybe she's worse than Dana in the ring. I oh, highly I, doubt that. I couldn't buy that. I highly <laughs> doubt that. How? But, like, even, what would that look like? Even if she's just, like... <laughs> The, you know, sidekick protege to a heel like Paige. Yeah. Like, that's still a really good 
like use of her. Yeah. She is clearly somebody who is like talented beyond just being like a stunningly gorgeous woman. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Now so, Paige a little more nice. <laughs> so like there's that trio I'm fully on board with. Yes. It's the the repetition on SmackDown the next day. Which is interesting because SmackDown needs it more. You know yeah, what I mean? I almost I mean, wish the roles were swapped. I feel like the SmackDown women's division has more depth overall. No. But maybe it's been Dude, tested Dude, look at lately. those Survivor yeah, the, Series teams. I guess like the Bellas leaving. Yeah. It, at one time it did. I feel like SmackDown was like eight women deep at one point. And now, yeah, like especially with like Mickey going over to Raw, you're probably right. Not about that, that this is what the round's about, but I feel like without the belt, Naomi's also lost a lot of her star power. Like I, I don't feel much of a buzz off of her. And their Survivor Series team was super shitty next to Raw's. Yeah, I, I mean, hated that Oscar was. Oh, we'll talk about it next. Round. And we'll get into that in a second here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're you're not entirely wrong there. It does feel like Becky. And Charlotte at the top, and then kind of a, Off big, a, cliff. a big murky middle there. And I hope these three can Especially help. Especially when like, Tamina is being counted on to be a big deal. Dude, Tamina and Lana both are like on television yeah. getting used. Like Tamina got shine. Like her and Nia was like a moment. Anyway, we'll talk about that more. Yeah, no, Ruby like Ruby is going to be great on SmackDown. I that, hope that's that true, I have man. no like yeah. I, I'm into like if they do a big feud out of this with like Ruby versus Becky Lynch. I'm super into that. Yeah, and and again, like you say, there's look. If she can talk, they need a star, and she can be but that. She's good in the ring, like legit Definitely. good. Sarah yeah. Logan, like I said, is the person that I know the least about, but that's just because she's been around in WWE for the shortest amount of time. Oh, is that she's right? Signing out of the May Young Classic, and like good for her to get the bump like right away. Well, it also helps with those numbers games, the influx of women that are coming. That does just mean more spots having yeah. factions. So I for mean, that, we've talked before though about Raw kind of maybe being beyond redemption in its women's division, I think this shakeup maybe proves us wrong and has gotten me excited in a way that I haven't before. Hey, you actually stopped. That's a good note to end on, though. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. Well, you know what, Josh? The people demand games. We did skip over Drummer Slam this week. Yeah, sorry. But there were some people out there, like, they really enjoy playing along with these things. Yeah, I didn't realize. It had never occurred to me when when Drummer Slam came up or WrestleMommy, any of this stuff, that... That like people would guess along with it, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently they do, and I think that's really good. Like that makes me excited. I'm glad people like it, and uh, so we brought back Sunday Night Tweet this yeah, week. Yeah, Sunday Night Tweet makes its triumphant return finally. Yep. And uh, for those of you that this is your first time playing the game, yeah. Josh, you want to describe what happens? I, I barely know the rules, but I will try, Justin. Every single week that we do this, I scour Twitter.com, and I look for sort of the, the weirdest, the funniest, just any sort of tweets from somebody on the active WWE roster that sort of resonate with me. I then take these tweets, and based off of almost no information... Justin Morissette has to guess who the tweeter in question is. Would you say that's accurate, yeah, Justin? Yeah, it's pretty accurate. There's like a, close to 130 people at any given moment that it could be. <laughs> I'm just supposed to sort of guess out of nowhere. Pull it right out of my butt, as it were. But you, Justin, and this was people talked about this on Twitter this week, and they're right. You're better at these. I feel like if we swapped you in for any other human being, you would do better than most. Like in most of these games. Mm-hmm. Drummer Slam last week was jarring. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of tweets talking about that. But we'll see how you do this week. Yeah, You're only my, as good as your most recent exactly. performance. Exactly. And I've had some like one or two out of five outings on Sunday Night Tweets. So I personally, I don't like my chances. And I haven't really been paying attention to wrestling Twitter lately either. So, I mean, we'll see here. But uh, well, Let's get off to tweet number one. Yeah. Good place to start, right? Yeah, the perfect place to start. So the first tweet this week, Justin, reads as such. 
Empress of Emotional. Empress of Pretty. Olay. Clown emoji. Empress of Emotional. Empress of Emotional. Empress of Pretty. Of Pretty. Olay. Olay. Clown emoji. Sorry, the clown emoji is before Olay. It's clown okay, emoji. Clown emoji. Olay. Olay. Yeah. Does Oscar even have Twitter? <laughs> it would seem like uncharacteristic of her to tweet. But I guess Shinsuke Nakamura tweets. He tweets, yeah. So, he has a good Twitter. Yeah. Well, actually, he always thanks the house show crowds, which makes it for a bad Twitter. Yeah, but some of the stuff. is like checking in at the arena all the time. Yeah, yeah. But so, when he's been on uh, Sunday Night Tweet a couple times, usually with something pretty funny. Yeah, he has. Um, Empress of Emotional. That is right off the bat makes no sense you know i feel like yeah there must be some kind of language barrier at play here so i'm just gonna guess it's asuka not only is she the empress of tomorrow she's the empress of emotional the empress of pretty Olay! it is asuka oh, justin awesome i was hoping this was gonna be one of those that are is so obvious that you think it's you know somebody like, else that's right yeah like someone that was shoot was like tagging with her on a house show or exactly something. yeah i was hoping that was the route you'd take but alas that's what i was correct. thinking but then I was like, anybody that she's tagging with could probably string together some words a little better than this. <laughs> Olay! Hey. Let's move on to tweet yeah. number two. Yeah, here, not to Justin. get racist here or anything. Well, you are a terrible racist. Justin, <laughs> I uh, this one's a little tricky, so I'm going to need to just read this one verbatim. Uh, speaking to of you, racism, okay? sure, go ahead. <laughs> just seen a couple sweeted and booted getting tore in Tay a bottle of wine, way breakfast. It's 10.54 a.m., A.K.A. party time. Tidy geese, a glass, then hen. Um, I have no idea <laughs> what that could possibly mean. I mean, hen is the giveaway. Yeah, here. but I, I do know that it is the Scottish supernova Noam Dar. It is the Scottish supernova Noam I, Dar. I assume he's talking about just somebody getting drunk on a flight. In the morning? What made you think it was a flight? I don't know. Just being on a plane. That's a sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also got from this that it's people getting drunk early in the morning. And he's talking. He likes to call women hens. Yeah. Uh, something I may incorporate into my own. Yeah, uh, I like it when he calls people dafties. Also. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But I know that he he, uh, he said it to Pierce Morgan. Yeah, he said Pierce Morgan's a daft. And Pierce Morgan got really upset. Yeah, did you see this? So oh. clearly it's good. And I, I should probably start calling people dafties. Yeah, just fuck Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Justin, you ready for the third tweet this week? I sure am. Justin, this tweet is a photograph. Okay. okay. And it's a photo of a man wearing a shirt that says, Horseman Supporter. The tweeter in question takes a photo of this man and says, Me too, buddy. Hashtag BC Fairies. Hashtag BC Fairies. And to tell you the truth, this is a photo from a fairy. A fairy we have both been on uh, multiple times, I suspect. The ferry between Victoria and Van- and Swanson, Vancouver. BC Fairies. And this guy says, Me too, buddy. And he hashtags it with BC Fairies, which makes me think it's a local boy. But who is local? And a boy. And a boy. <laughs> I mean, it could be Prince Pretty. It could. I mean, who else is from the Vancouver area? Kyle O'Reilly, obviously, but NXT. I don't know that. Hmm. 
There's lots to consider here. Yeah, I mean, the BC Fairies thing is really throwing me for a loop right now. I was, I was hoping it would. Yeah, because, like, what if it's someone who's not from the Vancouver area at all? It is, for what it's worth. Okay. 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 It's not, that would be awesome if someone's just riding the ferry. Like, Roman Reigns is, like, taking the ferry. Oh, so m- maybe it's a member of, uh, uh, it's one of the Singh brothers. It is a Canadian. It's a Canadian. Yeah. And it's you said it's he's a BC boy also. I, I think so. Okay. I, I could be wrong about this, but I think so. Oh, man. This is difficult. I feel Because if I get this wrong, it's especially embarrassing. Oh, do you think so? That I didn't get one of the hometown favorites. That's know? true. Yeah. The you pressure's know? on, but yeah. guess who ain't going crack? Yeah. Uh, uh, can you tell me if he's on the main roster or not so I can rule out Kyle O'Reilly or not? Justin. Yeah. He is not on the main roster. He is not on the main roster. It is Kyle O'Reilly. Justin, K-O-R combat himself. <laughs> Kyle O motherfucking Riley. Thank you so much. I mean, he it was either him or the Bollywood boys. Isn't that a and great tweet? Yeah. Oh, boy. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's great. I loved this when I saw it, Justin. Man, I, I am so proud of our boy being in that War Games match, man. And not only that, just being like probably like maybe the best in-ring competitor. Not mo- the best. He is my style of in-ring wrestling it more than like anything. Like a shoot. It looks like a shoot, but he still has like some flash. He moves in interesting ways. He's I, super quick. I love him. Yeah. No. That that chair on the ropes hitting himself in the head. Yeah. Outstanding. And just like the fact that like in this calendar year, I saw him wrestle El Fantasmo in one of the best matches I've seen all year and one of the greatest like hometown pride sporting events I've had in like this decade. And now and now Buddy's killing it in war games. What a freak. It's He's awesome. The best. It's awesome. Let's move on to tweet number four. Everything around Oh, I'm a perfect three for three so far. Holy shit. Have yeah. you ever done that? Gone three uh, right in a row? I think so. I think I've gone five for five at one point, but I don't want to jinx it. Oh yeah, my mom bought you chocolates once. She did. You must have gone five she for five. Did. Hey mom. All right. <laughs> Everything around Everyone around is against you. Is this a quote tweet that the kids love? No, no, no. This is just a a flat tweet. This is just the person tweeted words. Everything around, everyone around is against you. Is against you. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking maybe Luke Harper, but we all know that he only tweets one thing. and It's just Thursday. You know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means. This just seems like a Bludgeon Brothers thing to say. Like when they're out in the woods. Yeah, we did. I think we did it off yeah, the top. We didn't exactly. say these exact words, but exactly. So I'm gonna say Eric Rowan. Holy Christ! It is <laughs> Eric Rowan. Oh my god! I haven't, folks. He did not. There is no hint on that. There was no tip whatsoever. Did you see my phone? No, nothing. Nothing. Justin, you're four for four. This is incredible. See, they. I think. I, did you get the sense? Unbelievable. Did you get the sense that some people were accusing us of of drummer slam being a work last week? I don't know. Maybe. I got the sense we were like, ah, there's no way. I I don't know what to promise you guys. I I did not. Besides, obviously, he has a lean on tweet number two. And you did help me out with not on the main roster for tweet number three. Sure. But still. But I always give hints. Yeah, sometimes. I got one hint so far this week. I'm doing really Fuck, well. Fuck, I want you to sweep. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Number five. Let's have it. Ah, I'm Justin. going crazy from the pressure right you, now. Folks, I wish you could see him right now. He's like jittery. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you are so shot at the I want the perfect game so bad. Okay, here we go. Tweet number five. Yeah. No one likes us. We don't care. 
No one likes us. We don't care. We don't care. So I'm assuming this is from a joint Twitter account. Or not. I promise you, it is from one of those. Either from a joint Twitter account or one that isn't. <laughs> I promise. Uh, no one likes us. Who is like such a heel that not even an adult who loves heels doesn't like them? Fuck, I want you to get this. Oh, I'm leaning Miz Taraj. Uh, oh, I'm so scared, Josh. I'm so scared Should right I, now. Do we need some hints? Yeah, maybe give me one hint here. Okay. So this tweet comes from someone who is in not the Miztourage, but you are, it is a duo. It's a duo. It's a duo of heels. Correct. Oh, is it Aiden English and Rusev? Rusev Day! No one likes us. We don't care. Yeah. I feel like Rusev would not say that because all of Rusev's tweets lately are specifically about either John Cena getting eliminated <laughs> from the Survivor Series team or Rusev Day. Dude, like but Rusev him, Day factors into almost his every tweet lately. Did you which see is his, great? I love it. Did you see his tweet about like see at WrestleMania? John? <laughs> yeah, Super funny. So, so funny. Rusev is the number one guy. Yeah, no, it's absolutely great. From a duo. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it, it's one person in the duo that said that, this. But now you're saying duo. Is that a tag team or no? I didn't say it is or isn't. Just it's it's a duo. Okay. Uh, uh, I can feel the stress emanating off yeah, of you. Yeah, it's crazy. Not a tag. Might, might not be a tag team. Um, mm, hmm. Might be. I'm thinking now Iconic from NXT. Kind of a tag team, but not really. And that is also a very heel act that does not get supported by the crowd at all. That's true. Uh, and now that – I don't know. You you didn't say anything, but I'm, like, second-guessing <laughs> myself all over the place now. Just I'm going to need an answer shortly <laughs> okay, here. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Oh, oh I want a perfect game so bad. Ooh. Do you want another hint? Yes, one last hint, and then I'll guess. SmackDown Live. These are the the duo is on SmackDown Live, the television show. SmackDown Live could be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, it could also be Aiden English and Rusev. Oh, Sami Zayn. Justin, I just turned my phone <laughs> around and showed him, folks. <laughs> it is the underdog. From the underground, <laughs> Sammy Zayn. Oh my God, what a feeling this is! I don't think you've done. I think you got four for five. How did you do that? I don't know. I don't. The know. Eric Rowan one is jarring. Oh, I have no idea. That was crazy. Wow, dude, I'm so proud close. of you. I was so close to guessing Aiden English too. Holy fuck, that is crazy. I am. I don't know how you got that Eric Rowan one. Your line of thinking was exactly right. To everyone's gonna think this is fake. <laughs> Every Sunday night tweet comes back and you go perfect. That was insane, folks. You have to trust me. Like I got a couple hints there, but it's not like you showed me your no, phone no, no, or no, anything. No. I didn't even look at the phone. That was that was all oh natural, one hundred percent a shoot and not a work, brother. And you better believe it. Well, let's. Uh, 
I don't know how we could possibly top that. With that, I say let's just go ahead and get right yeah, down into. I feel into like I'm emotionally just spent right now, but let's move on to round <laughs> number three. Dude, that was insane. How did you get the Eric Rowan? <laughs> it just it sounded like a Bludgeon Brothers promo. I am, and I know that Harper doesn't tweet like in character ever. I thought you might go Owens on the last one. I was very close to it, but then I. Like, most of his tweets are, like, quote tweets responding to fans, and Sammy is just right. kind of writing whatever. I don't think you've gone five for five before. I think I don't, th- I don't think I have ever. I don't think I ever have either. That was fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Round three. Fight. Okay, I'll just, I'll just let the listeners know. Justin is just buzzing about Sunday Night Tweet. There's no great anecdote introducing the round here. <laughs> he, is, he is a happy boy. I feel great at the end of this, which is not something I could say about at the end of Survivor Series. Great segue. Yeah, because, man, did that main event just fucking, it was so bad. I'll, I'm happy to not go 15 minutes on this card, honestly. So let's talk with the main event. Uh, let's start at the bottom and we'll work our way there. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Because okay. I, I feel like we're going to have the most to say about the main event. Did you watch the pre-show? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, I did. Elias beats Matt Hardy. I barely watched it. I don't. And uh, Matt Hardy teases that he's reaching his breaking point. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't even notice. I think he did that on Raw. I like how... Ha- oh, oh, sorry, on Raw. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Because they just did that match again on Raw, which is <laughs> weird. Even the commentators were like, it was a clean finish. There's really <laughs> no reason to be doing this again. Yeah. It's... But uh, I didn't realize anything was in dispute here. There was nothing in dispute. Nope. They did the same exact match, basically. Elias won both. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, Enzo Amore beats Kalisto. I didn't see this. I was walking to 12 Kings uh, during this match. Did you watch it? No, I did not. Um, nothing to say there. But uh, very disappointed at the inclusion of our, our boys, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, taking on the uh, fashion fan- police. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, typical squash match, exactly what you would, would kind of expect. But just shows that, like, they had so little for them in the main event that they were like, well, I guess we have to put you somewhere else as well. <sighs> pretty bad. Pretty pretty egregious misuse of the hottest act in the company, well, I not, think. Well, not only that, also a poor use of the fashion police. Yeah. Like, you can just have them come out and job to well, your top heels. Well, and, and the problem with that is that all of Brizango's act is that they have so many means of building to a feud that matters. They have ways. If you wanted mm-hmm. to get here... You could totally do it. Mm-hmm. But like to just throw them into a match, they barely compete as it is, and they're just going to be in some throwaway. I hated that. Yeah. So for the best that it was on the pre-show and very few people saw it. We're into the, something I thought was all right here, the Shield and the New Day. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, kind of a rough spot. Look, we've debated this over the last several months. When I, Whenever I say that it's a shame that New Day constantly gets put in the curtain jerk position. Yeah. I understand why they get put there because Vince wants to open the show with like a, a big promo that the crowd is super into. Even the entrance. It's the same yeah. reason why Enzo and cast matches used to open pay-per-views exactly. all the time as well because you start off with a big promo, gets people all energized, and then you follow it up with a match that's generally pretty good. Yeah. But uh, you could tell that it took this crowd a little while. Like this is obviously, there was a pre-show, so it's not the first action that they're seeing, but it is kind of the first action that matters. Yeah, yeah. And it took a little time for them to become invested in it. There was, I, it seemed like there were a lot of moments in the early stages where it was like, 
guys would just stand on opposite corners and stare each other down, and like you're supposed to be excited that, oh my god, can it's you believe two. it's Kofi and Seth or yeah. Xavier and Dean or whatever? Uh, and like the crowd wasn't really super into that because uh, they're like obviously this was a super thrown together last minute match that like didn't have stakes for us to be like. Oh my God! Xavier and Seth are in the ring at the same time. This is nuts. I want to be clear that I liked this match, especially the second half. Oh yeah, for absolutely. some reason. No, I'm I, actually with you. The first half of the match didn't really click for me either. I just I, felt like it was kind of slow. I thought it was good, and and again, pacing. It's a build to that sprint of sure. the last half. And so I understand why it was put together that way. I just wish that this was put maybe a little later in the show so that the crowd would have been more into it right off the bat. Uh, yeah. yeah. It did take about 12 minutes for the crowd to respond to it. And look, I should have a separate reaction at home, like outside uh, yeah. of the crowd. But obviously when the crowd is energized... It it makes things different. Oh, like, dude, there's just no the, question. Just like when when you feel the buzz that the entire building is like gung ho on something, it is radically different than just a cold like you know arena. No, like even if the match is exactly the same, and I should be able to appreciate it on its own merits outside of the reaction. There was something missing from the beginning of this, but when it picked up, my goodness, it was great. Well, yeah, t just to your point, look at 205 Live. There's amazing in-ring action, but the crowd is so dead, and it does remove something That's from absolutely it. true, yeah. It's, yeah, the end of this match was great, I thought. Uh, like you said, when they finally got to sprinting, it did feel like, okay, these are all stars. I'm interested in this. But the Man, that, that spot where Reigns interrupted the pinfall with a spear that fell oh, on yeah. top of it was awesome. Yeah. And there were so many great spots in this, but uh, that's a real standout for me. The double... Uh, Xavier or Biggie rather had both guys up on his shoulders. Oh did, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Is that Dean and Seth both? Is that Trouble in Paradise or what's the? No, no. Uh, it's not the Midnight Hour. M yeah, midnight, yeah midnight, midnight Hour. Double Midnight Hour was yeah. awesome. Like there was just so much great stuff in here, and yeah, the last five minutes was just at a breakneck pace that was spectacular, and this was just a great match. Yeah, well, say whatever you want about those competitors. I know some people don't like Roman Reigns. A lot of people just hate Seth Rollins. Uh, all these guys can wrestle. Yeah. Like, I think Dean Ambrose is probably the worst in-ring worker in that match, and that's a pretty good bar for worst worker And, in the and it shows you, like, how awesome the spots were in this match that they burned through the King's Landing into the Dirty Deeds, yeah. like, pretty quick. Super interesting. Which is like a very rad combination spot that, you know, obviously has won them the tag titles before. So uh, that came super early, and yeah. they were able to still build on top of that for another good 10 minutes. So great match, I thought. Justin, I have some bad news. We're going to get into matches that are not great. <laughs> we're back back to some shit, okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hated this going in, and I hate it now. The five-on-five -five women's match, the Survivor Series, well, who who booked this? Why is Asuka in this fucking match? I mean, she uh, looked great in it. Sure, but Asuka shouldn't be treated like just one of the... If from a booking perspective, how on earth is Team SmackDown going to get rid of Asuka or Nia Jax? I mean, makes Na no sense. Nia, that made sense to me. The they count just did what, out, yeah. Braun, what happened to Braun last year. Um, but no, like to me, it was the perfect use of Asuka. Probably the best she's looked on the main roster so I far. I hated it. I hated it. that like she just got to be a killer. That was, you know, she was the sole survivor. That's exactly what she should have been. Uh, it was a perfect use of her. To me, it's just, like, I was disappointed that she didn't get to eliminate more people. It should have just been the whole other team. <laughs> well, yeah, it should have gotten down to, like, 
a three-on-one or even a four-on-one situation and just have her run wild at that point. Maybe very, get into that. Very bad use, though, of Becky Lynch, who I absolutely adore. Sure. And, like, got... She was standing in the ring for other people's entrances for probably like six <laughs> times as long as she was actually in the match. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, anything else you want to touch on in this match? Not really. Just that it's really weird that uh, we are in 2017 and Tamina is being counted on <laughs> for big spots. Because <laughs> Can we talk about the Tamina That, that crossbody and the big time splash that she did, which I think eliminated Bailey. Yeah. Awful. Dude, that middle of the ring, some, the cannonball, basically, yeah. was so otherworldly shitty. Yeah. She just, <laughs> like, she's, she's a decent heater if you want to put her in, like, the Sonya Deville role. But, who, do you, like, who do you like better of these goodness people? Goodness gracious. Natalia, Tamina, and Lana. Or, sorry, not Nat, Natalia. Tamina, Lana, and, uh, and uh, Carmella. Oh, Carmella, easily. But as a worker? Yeah. I go, right. I go as a worker right now as well, yeah. Yeah, the team She's, uh, Her super kick is pretty good. Okay, in the next match we're going to talk about here is Baron Corbin, U.S. champ versus Miz, IC champ. Look, I, we all ripped on this as being a horrendous idea. I, the match actually was not bad. I thought it was actually pretty good, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it. The one spot where Baron goes for the end of days, Miz flips over and then does like that two-step DDT. Awesome. I actually thought that was super sick. Spectacular. Like, uh, there, I mean, I'm not saying this was match of the year, but Bo Dallas took the end of days like a champ. and Yeah, and, and like just even... Watching Baron fire up on the Miztourage and overcome a numbers game gives me hope in a future Baron Corbin babyface run, which I yeah. never thought I would say. Yeah, moveset wise, it's there. I, I don't know. Listen, I don't want to make it sound like this was a good match. It just, I was, I was expecting it to be the drizzling shits, and it was all right. Yeah. And I really like that one spot. I liked but. it. Uh, I think maybe we'll be a little divided on this one. The, the Usos versus Shizaru and Sheamus. What do you think of this? Uh, you know what's funny, actually? In the preview for this pay-per-view, it talked about the fact that these were the final two teams in the 10-on-10 tag yeah. team elimination match last year. And it was shocking to me that Sheamus and Cesaro have been a tag team for more than a year. Yeah, man. It doesn't feel that way, does it? Yeah, not at all. But then I guess when you consider, like, they had the best of seven series under GM Mick Foley. How long's Angle been around? Yeah, and the, I guess that starts makes, to make sense. Yeah, but but you're, I totally agree. Dude, I, was, I just was shocked to learn that. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, yeah, it was a good match. These two teams are really good. It's not the match that I would have liked to see the Usos be in, yeah. of course, because, like... You're talking Seth and Dean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the perfect combination for the, like, up-tempo, fast-paced, hard-hitting style that I think the Usos can bring. For sure. It's, a, it's like, you know, say what you will about Seth and Dean. The guys, like, have really upped their pace considerably. Especially they Dean. are a super fast team together. Yeah, and especially Dean. That's not something I would have expected from Certainly him not. in this pairing. But, uh, you know, ultimately, we sacrificed that combination for a largely, like, you know, a bigger match with the New Day, which I think is the right move there. Um, and this one, you know, still was fun. It, uh, this underwhelmed me. I, I expected this purely in-ring to be a better match. I, I I don't know if there was a lack of chemistry or maybe by this point, and this is to a bigger point, just these pay-per-views are so, you're just seeing so much, like especially after watching TakeOver the night before, everything's just rapid pace, five matches, two hours. It drags. Yeah, I just wasn't into this match. You're going to find I, spots where no matter what's happening in the ring from a quality perspective, your interest is going to wane because you the human body is not built to watch wrestling for six hours. Or anything. Yeah. 
<laughs> let's let's move quickly through uh, this one. Uh, Charlotte versus Bliss. Charlotte wins. Bad pacing. It went too long. Nothing really worked. But uh, you know, I don't know. I, have... I wanted to be excited for this, and it had some good spots. But I just thought. The pacing was all around. I thought these two just had bad chemistry. And when Alexa came out on Monday and was like, I see all these. You guys think it was match of the year, even though I lost. Like, who the fuck said that? Yeah, nobody said no that. No one said that. Literally no one. Maybe <laughs> you, your parents. Not, yeah, maybe you misread your own name. Maybe you got so badly concussed that you spell your <laughs> name A-J-S-T-Y-L-E-S. Adsteel? Yes. Adsteel? AJ Styles, dummy. Oh, yeah. Is there? Uh, I was happy to be wrong about this match. It yeah. went longer than eight minutes. I thought it was really good. What did you um, AJ and I mean, Brock? It was exactly what we expected. He got pinned and lost to 1F5. But it was one of those matches, probably the only match of this run so far, where that 1F5 like was believably devastating enough that I did buy that AJ would not kick out. You and, know? Yeah. And Brock's sell of the cr calf crusher going purple and then just slamming AJ to get out of it. And that was dope. Oh, my God. The bar was going cr not just the building but if you were lucky enough to watch this in you know uh, uh, a public setting with a bunch of people yeah everybody was going crazy for that calf crusher 12 man. kings was going nuts and he hasn't tapped anyone to that in like a year and a half yeah so not since for, Ellsworth I for don't people think. to really buy into that as like a, a possible finish and yeah the bar went wild the arena went wild uh, it was a great a spot lot of credit and, to Brock. And, and an awesome kick out by Brock. And, dude, Brock sold so much that he was still selling an injury to his leg backstage. Awesome. With no cameras on him at all. That's so, awesome. I, and he just wanted people to think he was hurt even though he's not. So great job and, and a really fun match. Like yep. I, I said last week that I would be disappointed that they did this if AJ didn't win. Part of me still is, but, you know, the match was better than I thought, so I can't be that sore. Did you like it. it more than the Samoa Joe match? Mm, it's right up there. I, I loved didn't. that Joe match. I thought the Samoa Joe – I saw people saying that this was, like, Brock's best singles one in this recent run. I, I, I don't – it wasn't even close. I prefer the Samoa Joe match by quite a bit I myself. I feel like Joe had a hotter start, but AJ had a better finish. I can get with that. Hey, uh, Justin. Yeah? Fuck Triple H. Oh, man. Big Fuck time. him! Fuck Big you, time. Triple H! Big time, bud. Fucking... Big time. I hate you. They they just used... Look, that match... The main event was fucking horrible. It was absolutely it the drizzling shit. Just didn't work. And when I said that, a lot of people afterwards were like, Well, what did you expect? I expected the <laughs> men's five-on-five -five match to be great. Yeah, to be a good last match. year, it was Excellent. It was fire last year. Excellent. Justin, there's a lot to touch on here, and we don't have long, but I do just want to say the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you said something at the bar right after we saw it, that there was a better booking way around it, and yeah. you were 100% right. Yeah, the if misuse you, of these guys was gross. That if this is ultimately what you want to do is use this match to build to Triple H, Braun, or whatever, you can still have Triple H screw Kurt out of the pinfall and, and have like him drag Shane's body over, but just have Shane be knocked out. Like, have... Owens and Zayn come out when it's just Shane left and beat him down, kill their own team. Why were they there except it just looked like turkeys? They got run off. They made they were they looked so weak. Just hit an RKO yeah. and then what? What did Shane just punches? Yeah, Shane oh. Shane hit them with chairs and chased them to the oh, back yeah. with a chair. And then and as Zayn is running out, Randy hits an RKO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah I, on Owens, which is his next program, I guess. But yeah, just Triple H just inserted himself in the middle of everything, and a guy who had not been on TV at all for the last like seven months is suddenly not just back on Raw but has like 
eight different programs going at the same time like he's Kevin Owens in NXT. And it wasn't a good match. No, like it, it, it just, was nothing, just awful. It just didn't click. Nothing worked. I did not like this. Your Survivor Series score, Justin, letter grade. <sighs> C plus. And uh, probably a C for me. Uh, what were you going to say? I'm not going to say uh, it. Hey, oh, you son of a gun. I said I'm not going <laughs> to say it. All right. Well, let's be fast here, Josh, because we got Whew. a lot of Twitter questions to Yeah, thank you guys so much. Breeze wow. through right now. It's uh, it's a big-time mailbag this week. These are, yeah, big-time mailbag, big ma- mailbag feel, <laughs> and uh, well, let's just get her started. Yeah, let's do it. How about we just get going? I would love it if we did. Let's just fire it up. Yeah, pick a tweet. Let's go here, buddy. Let's just get let's right on into it. Let's do it. Do it. Come on. Justin. Uh, this one comes from us from Book of Blob. Flooby Lewis in the news saying, pick two or three male wrestlers and women wrestlers and figure out who would play them in their biopics. Okay. Current or all time, it's up to you. Okay. Let's okay. do this together. I'm going to pick someone, you cast them, and then vice versa. Okay. Okay. Who is playing, uh, who, let's see, who's somebody, uh, uh, Kevin Owens, your guy. Who's playing Kevin who Owens is, in the Kevin Owens biopic? Who's playing Kevin Owens yeah. in, the, in the Kevin Owens story? Yeah. Oh, that is tough, man. That is very difficult. Not a lot of actors look like Kevin Owens. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know. Wow, well, not a lot of actors look like me either. That's uh, rude, Justin. <laughs> Pretty mean thing to say. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. This is really hard. I um, I mean, The Rock is obviously going to play The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is in it as The Rock. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna. He's gonna like give them all kinds of stage advice. What about any famous? Person? Are there comedians that you think could do? Kevin doesn't necessarily have to be an actor. Yeah. How hard of a role maybe. is it? Maybe. I don't. I'm. Hmm. Huh. And and actors go through body transformations. That's true. You don't think Christian Bale could look like Kevin Owens in two months? I guess he could actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If he can play. Yeah, you know what? If he can play Dick Cheney, let's go Christian Bale as Kevin Owens. I'm Kevin into Owens it. Story. I think Christian Bale's actually a great choice for Kevin Owens because he can do like the dead-eyed yeah, thing. Yeah, and the intensity. For sure. He can get really mad. Definitely. He can like beat himself up after WrestleMania and not liking his match. I'm absolutely into it. Yeah. Okay, give me give me a wrestler and I will cast them. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, definitely being pay- played by Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, okay. Uh, an actor who can sort of be Southern. Uh, how about Matthew McConaughey? Oh, yeah. Shave his head. You shave his head. And give him some swagger. Who's playing Vince in this in this story? Oh, gosh. that's Dude, that's the question. You know who actually looks a lot like young Vince McMahon? I feel like I know this. Who Who is it? Andy Samberg. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. If you look at photos of Vince when he's like in his 30s, it's actually startling Samberg how much scare Samberg me enough, can pull though. that off. He doesn't scare me enough. Uh, that might be true. Bigger, more intense. What about uh, what about Jason Statham? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As Vince or yeah. Stone Cold? No, as Vince. No, I think he's a better pick for Austin. <laughs> yeah, Statham, he is, actually. Statham as Austin. Yeah, I'm saying Statham as Austin. Against Samberg as Vince. And that's our Attitude Era... Like, biopic. Great. I love it. Tremendous. Uh, this one comes to us from Michael J. Foist, Foist to Last, who says, let's say the whole walk, the whole locker room <laughs> wa- chugged a gallon of milk each before a show. What pair of wrestlers have the best match together? I feel like he's been my answer for Everybody's so Everybody's, like, bloated on, on the verge of puking. On the verge of vomiting, yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like I keep using him for answers, but I just feel like Killian Dane is the one guy who might be able to chug a gallon of milk and not vomit. So he, he's in this match for sure. 
And now I'm going to go with somebody who I, uh, I'm going to go from like a punishment perspective, somebody who can take a real beating. So not that there's necessarily a tie between throwing up and this sort of thing, but I'm going to go Enzo Amore and Killian Dane. Okay. Uh, not because I think it'd be a great match, but I think they can handle the, the not vomiting pretty okay. well. Okay, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe versus Big E. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, Big E probably doesn't even blink at a gallon of milk. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, Joe might puke, though. But that'll be like his finisher. You know? Like yeah, he he, like he fall- gets the coquina clutch in, and then while you're choking out, he like pukes in your face. Are you saying he's gonna? He's gonna! He's gonna! Puke! Uh, we're actually uh, legally prohibited from talking about draws after oh, my... Oh, uh, the paralysis. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sorry, there's my tasteless jokes from a couple weeks ago. Sorry, I, I, maybe edit it here. I'll just say yeah. that. Duke! Yeah. And then you can put that. <laughs> of course. Edit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that I picked Big E and, and Samoa, yeah. Joe, is that they're two of the biggest draws. <laughs> 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 Anyways, moving on. <laughs> What's oh, our next question, Josh? Oh, I feel I feel like I drank a gallon of milk. Uh, Justin, first time question asker. I love it. Uh, how would you say that name? Failson. It uses the sun. Oh, Failson. Failson, and then the O from the band, I believe, Sun O. Anyway, yeah. Uh, at piss machine, <laughs> piss underscore machine on Twitter asks: Vince McMahon is obviously going to live to be 108, which I agree with. But if slash when he bows out of running the company, do you think WWE will improve? Now, you said this was a tough question. I have a hard time with this one. I don't think it is, man. Go ahead. I think, if anything, NXT continually shows us that just, like, Triple H gets it in a way that Vince does not. Uh, dude, but you just watched him on Sunday be a fucking dickhead. But, but how much of that is his own decision? I don't know, man. But I also think NXT just has the tremendous benefit of the takeovers and only having one hour of television. Yeah, obviously you get to spread stuff out and there's no overexposure. But, like, in terms of, like, story direction and who to tap, like, you know, it's so often that you, you know who Triple H's guys are from their usage in NXT. Yeah. And they come up to the main roster and Vince doesn't believe in them the same way that sure. Triple H did. Like, to the detriment sometimes. Like, look at what's going on right now with Finn Balor. Now, you hate Finn Balor. Yeah, so I think Vince made think a great call. Great. Yeah. Maybe you think it's great that he's ah, just... He's, he's not small. He's not over, damn it. <laughs> but, like, he... First of all, he is over. And second he's of all... He's over, sure. Second of all, if he's not over, it's your own fault. It's your own booking. Like, why did you make him job to Kane successively multiple <laughs> times if you were... If you didn't want Wasn't him to it just lose the once? some... Sh- well, he got beat up, like, oh, the right, week right. after. Or two weeks later Let me say this. I, I do think, like, have you seen what wrestling looks like without Vince McMahon? Like, have you watched other feds and their booking? Like, people love Ring of Honor. There's a ton of terrible booking. TNA, atrocious, unforgivable booking. Of course, but, like, <laughs> I'm just saying Vince like, McMahon has a lot of atrocious booking decisions sure, as well. For sure, but I think that his signal-to-noise ratio in general is a little stronger, and I'm just leaning on sometimes it's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I just think he is so out of touch with anything that is, like, relevant and contemporary at this point that, uh, you know, I, you, I don't see how you could lose anything from somebody who's, like, more with it, both in terms of, like, pop culture gimmicks that are going to respond yeah. uh, with a, a current-day audience. Like, Vince is just 20 years behind the times, and it shows a lot of the times, and he just doesn't 
use the people he has to the best of their ability, and I feel like Triple H is great at that. So yeah, I can't wait for the fidget I, spinner gimmick I in three am years. Looking forward to uh, when that eventually. Like, I'm going to say remains to be happens. seen, obviously, but if I had to guess, I bet the transition is not smooth. All right, well. Uh, this one comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC, who writes, If you could place yourself in anyone's gimmick of all time, who would it be? Oh, this is easy. Andrade Cien Almas. You get to hang out with Zelina all the time and be the champion in a giant playboy. Andrade Cien Almas. This isn't even hard. That kind of fits your who you are as a person, too. <laughs> Wait, kind what do you a, mean? Kind of a slacker ladies' man who, <laughs> who wasn't focused enough, but if he finds the right woman... She could put his head on straight, and he could be <laughs> the champion of the world. Are you saying I'm wor- running that gimmick already? Oh, you're a party boy, and maybe you'll find your Zelina someday. That's all uh, I'm I saying. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zelina's a sexy woman. Uh, oh, man. Uh, that's This is hard for me, though. Anyone's gimmick of all time that I could have for sure. myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to say, look, not just because I'm, I clearly modeled my 2K18 character after him, but I'm going to go with Big Boss Man. Okay. Like, just to, like, what a fun gimmick. Yeah. Like, just to be a cop. Yeah. Like, it's the perfect heel. Everybody hates the police. For sure. You're never going to be cheered for, <laughs> ever. Like, it's the one heel gimmick that, Why like, do you, want this? you run no risk of ever, like, getting cheered for accidentally. What? It, dude. Because being a heel is the best part of pro wrestling. Like, that, to me, is the appeal. Like, that's why when I was a kid and I was watching it as a child and I wanted to be a wrestler, it's because I wanted to be a heel. Really? Dude, it's a dream job. You get to do the worst things imaginable, and nobody holds it against you because it's not real. It's like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) it's just like... I would, like, get off on being booed that much. Fair. It'd be awesome. I desire the cheers. But I want Do you I think want this is because people like you in real life and don't like me, so we both crave the opposite? Yeah, maybe. That might be it. Maybe. But, yeah, like, dude, uh, can you imagine how much... Just think of some of the things that Bossman got to do. Like, like imagine you being the guy who attaches a chain to a casket at Big Show's dad's funeral and then drives off <laughs> with it. <laughs> dragging off the back of your car. Can, like, just because that was a real. Oh, yeah. That was a real graveyard. There were probably real people there to, like, <laughs> mourn their real fallen loved ones. Yeah, fuck that. And he's just hooking it up to the back of his car and not just driving off, but, like, yelling out the window, having the time of his life. I bet that would be so much fun. Our next one comes to us from friend of the show, Frank's. Fruits. I, I can never say his name. Fruits are, are thanksable. thanksable. Uh, master beer brewer. Craig Tamble. At Fruits Are Edible on Twitter. I've drank his beer. It's good. I can back that up. How good? Too sweet. Woo! <laughs> uh, and he asks, how much will you hate Roman beating Brock at WrestleMania? And as it draws closer, do you hate it even more? Here's what I was actually thinking the other day. And this was built off a conversation that we sort of had last week but didn't really have time for. The fact that we are looking at a situation where, as a result of Mumps and his time away, like this Shield reunion has not gone the way that they wanted it to. I think we'll do a round on this. They should probably drag it out further than it has gone. And, you know, we've joked before. Look, we joked earlier about the only way they know how to debut three ladies is to do the exact same thing they did on back to back nights this week. The only way they know how to make a top heel is to have them break up the Shield. Right. What if, though, instead of Dean being the one to do it this time, it's Roman? Oh, okay. And he does it after WrestleMania. So he beats Brock. The Raw after comes out WrestleMania. 
Wow. He beats Brock, and then the very next night, once he's gotten to the top of the mountain and has everything that he ever wanted and, you know, toppled the beast himself, sets out on his own by hitting both of his boys with a chair. I mean, that's not going to happen, but that would be cool. That's, like, the only way that I think you can lean... Like, because I'm into Roman if they go somewhere interesting with him. Sure. And I feel like the only interesting place to go at this point is heel as a heel champion especially would be spectacular mine's actually close to this but the problem is it can't really be in the main event of wrestlemania but it's you have the shield come out they all turn heel and that's how brock goes down it takes all three of them because i like that brock's if you're going to build up brock this strong give it to a singles competitor who actually needs the win to get over. That's not Roman Reigns. But if he cheats to win and the three of them attack Brock and they use weapons, like the refs the down. The refs down and they just jump them all with all chairs Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, I could, I could get on board But I think we're too. both saying the same thing. If Roman can go heel. Keep the shield together for this match and ultimately turn Roman heel. Correct. Otherwise, though, yeah, I mean, I, I feel this is all so shitty. It feels very predetermined. I, I, I don't like... Any of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's very frustrating. Uh, this question comes to us from Lorenzo Meow. That's his at handle. His screen name is oh. Doug Crap. Can I say it too? Yes. Doug Crap. I know you love it. <laughs> I do and love he it. he asks, which title push was the biggest failure of all time? And I got to go Lex Luger on this one. The Luger, Lex yeah. Luger's a good pick here. I... I, I mean, Luger maybe 10 pick. years on, we pick Roman Reigns. But at the moment, it's hard for me to lean that way right now. Luger's, Luger's a really good pick here. It's I'm crazy go... that Roman's had the belt three times already. It's insane. And not one of those reigns feels meaningful. No. That's that's also what I was thinking about on that turn. Is like that's It's time now for Roman to have a meaningful run with this yeah. belt. And the only way I think he can do it is as a heel. There's a lot to pick from here, but I'm just going to go with... I don't, I don't know if it's fair to say this is the biggest failure, so I apologize if this isn't exactly what he's looking for, but I'm going to go with something that was extremely disappointing for me personally and for the company. If you recall, Rob Van Dam wins Money in the Bank 2006. Mm -hmm. Says he's going to cash in against Cena at One Night Stand. Okay? Huge, great crowd. I don't know if you remember the crowd reaction there. Very good. If Cena wins, we riot. Yeah, exactly. Beat Cena. Gets the belt. Awesome. Gets caught by the police with a bunch of drugs a week later, yeah. and the belt is off of him a month later. It felt like he was so primed for this big moment. Beating Cena at that time was really something, and and doing it at ECW. Like, it felt like, oh, wow, they're going to embrace the ECW. They're going Rob Van Dam. And then for him to basically mm, shit his pants and ruin it for himself. Yeah. He only has the belt, I think, for a month. I, figured, I think he drops it to Edge. But it's like it's less than a month that he has it because this PR. So th that one is, I mean, that's an extreme failure. So I'll go with RVD just, in 2006. Yeah, it just feels like a missed opportunity for him personally, too. Yeah, oh, definitely. So I'll go RVD 2006. Lex Luger's a great pick there, too. Just our next question comes to us from Mitch Pollock. Oh, my boy. Yeah, what does he do again? He is the music producer for Q on CBC Radio. I was just fucking with you because you say it every time. Well, he's a big shot. You know, you got to give him the full shot. credits. Listen, Mitch, thank you for what you do. Yeah. Uh, Mitch asks, which classic WWF team would fit in best in today's WWE, and which would fit in worse? Special shout-out here as well to CBC Radio personality Raina Duris for spotting Mitch's question and saying, Mitch, I can see you, and him yeah. standing his ground yeah. and saying he is not ashamed of his interest. Good for you, Mitch. Yeah. Honestly. Well, well done. And I, hello, Raina, also. Raina? Although there's no way that Raina is listening to Raina, this. Raina, if you're listening to this, yeah. thank you. 
All right. Uh, Justin, who, who's a tag team you think would slot well into today's WWE landscape? I think the New Age Outlaws can basically oh, sure. be in any era at any time. Like, obviously, there's a lot tied to them that's, like, suck it related. Yeah. And that probably doesn't jive super well with 2017, uh, you know, so- social landscape. Yeah. Society, I think, is what they call that. I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> 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 um, but just as a, as an act, I feel like they're, they're really complementary to each other as workers. And, you know, there's, like, Road Dogg's mic skills are going to get over any time, yeah. any place, anywhere. So I, that's kind of an almost an easy answer, though. I'm trying to think of, like, oh, man. Rock and Sock Connection. That's oh. like the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah. I, did you say they put their shirt up on WWE Shop? No. Yeah. I need it. Oh, dude, I think I'm going to order it, too. I'm going I'm to order um, some Raw and SmackDown <laughs> Survivor Series t-shirts just oh, for you. well, I hate you. Yeah, uh, that's, that's Christmas this year, bud. Classic WWF tag team. I'm going to go with the Natural Disasters. Oh, that's a good pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, earthquake and Typhoon. Managed by Jimmy Hart. I feel like two big hosses is something that ages well. It's sort of reflected in the heavy machinery, I guess, yeah. in NXT yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, very much so. So maybe it's not the best because they have two guys who are kind of similar. But the natural disasters are fun, man. When I go back and watch old shit, they always stand out to me. They're both pretty good workers. They're, they're big dudes. Jimmy Hart can talk. So I'll go natural disasters. And, and for worse, I don't know if – worst, rather. I don't know if they're a classic WWF tag team, but I don't think crime time would get past 10 seconds on TV without Raw being shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards demolition on the worst side. Yeah, I feel like just some big time leather daddies would not, play. Super not well the absolute best. And you know what? I'm gonna make a. This is not the absolute best pick. Yeah, but I think uh, Test and Albert could do really well in the yeah? current landscape as well. Yeah, I actually like that team more than. I I mean, they they had a good run with the with a lot of great tag teams though. Obviously, they went up against like the APA and the Acolytes. Yeah, could be great in Acoly- this current. Yeah. Oh, dude, well. Acolytes are a good answer for yeah. this. Yeah, even the Brood. Anyway, yeah. So there's some. But yeah, my, there's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, just our second to last question: our penultimate. Penultimate. That's what I said. You said penultimate. There's no T on that. What but. did I say? Penultimate. Yes, you did. Let's penultimate. Re- let's rewind it back. No, Ooh. I'm trusting you. I'm not questioning you. Penultimate. See, he's that your it. impression of Ladies me? Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. He okay, said I'll it. do an impression of you. No, I won't. <laughs> it comes to us from the Borgman superfan, Blair Pacheco. And Blair asks, if you could bring any wrestler who has passed on, he means died. Okay. Like, they death. It's not like Batista. Passed on, coming no, back to WWE. They are not alive. Yes. Uh, for one more match, who would it be, and who would their opponent be? Okay. He asks a bonus question, but Blair, we do not have time for it this week. I will answer it next week. Okay. Or on Twitter or something. Um, I'm going to bring back from the dead Andre the Giant, <laughs> and he's going to work against Braun Strowman. Oh, shit. That's really good. <laughs> so just, like, the biggest dude. Well, dude, like, think of how great that best of three series, even though he won all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Braun versus Big Show. Like, yeah. what an incredible trilogy that was. I guarantee Braun could have a great match with Andre. I like that as a pick. Uh, I'm going to bring back CM Punk, and he's going to wrestle. He's not dead. What? CM Punk didn't die. CM Punk's alive? Yeah. I thought Mickey Gall killed him. <laughs> what? 
why is I it he, wish, why man. isn't he back that to wrestling so great if he just died in the ring. why would that be great because like what a way to go the stupidest thing you've ever tried to do so wait you're why, a complete idiot for even attempting this. why isn't he back wrestling um i don't know really you'd think you'd be at least be, go back to like a fucking ring of honor at this point something, or something. yeah Okay, well, I guess my answer isn't any good. Shit. Well, okay, then I'll bring back the Macho Man Randy Savage because I'm more from a curiosity standpoint. I'd like to see how he could hang because people often say that of all people from back then, he was working the most modern style. I think it'd be interesting to see if that's true. Put him against an AJ Styles, I guess, to Sami Zayn, like th- this caliber of guy, and see what comes out. So I'll say, I'll say the Macho Man. Yeah. There's probably a better answer somewhere. I'm macho versus AJ sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I think that'd probably be a good match. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there is there anybody I'm really missing here? That there, I'm sure as soon as we're done, I'm going to think of somebody who's somebody who's died. Yeah, not Dusty. I don't, there's no match I'd be dying to see him in. I'd love another promo, but um, yeah, I don't know. Nobody that I can think of. Maybe. Ooh, I got one. Yeah, I got one. Go ahead. Roddy Piper eh. versus oh Dean Ambrose. I mean, as you, he's talking about a a match for a feud. Yeah, those two would be. Dynamo. Yeah. But for a match? Yeah, the match would be secondary like what's to watching them run each other down on the on the mic That'd for like amazing. five straight weeks. It'd be, be spectacular. Justin, our final question this week. It's a, it's a big one. It's loaded. It comes to us from Anders Lau at Alod Brother on Twitter. And he asks, hypothetical. WWE folds. A new promotion starts from scratch. Name your champions and the top four in each division Men, women, tag, and cruiserweight. So, Justin, we realized that this was a long question. So, before the show, we decided that we were going yeah, to we each did, pick two. We did a draft, basically, before we even started here. Yeah. So, we both decided on a champion. Now, there's some disagreeing between us, and we talked that out. But then we both, for the four guys on here, picked two. Yes. So, our men's champion, and we had no trouble agreeing on this, is AJ Styles. Yeah, absolutely. If you're to start a promotion from scratch, AJ should be your number one star. And uh, no better way to promote him than to have him have the title and do all the press appearances. And, and every title match is going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Justin, my first pick for man under him, I don't think anybody's too surprised here, was Sami Zayn. I, I want Sami right under him. He can work face or heel. He's going to have good matches with everybody. Great guy to have in your federation. And, of course, you know me, who my top guy is. Yeah. So I, of course, followed up very similar to yours and Sami Zayn. Well, Sami Zayn's good friend, Kevin Owens. Are we... Well, the, the alignment isn't quite there. But I do dig that you love Kevin Owens and I love Sami Zayn so much. And they're good friends and we're hashtag good friends. Yeah. Like, if we were both heels, it'd work right now. Who's I saw some, I saw a tweet today that was, like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn making their way to the ring. And it's a gif from The Simpsons of uh, Nelson just kind of skulking as he walks on the sidewalk. Okay. Uh, and Martin Prince is just like oh I know that clip he's dancing him. all around him yeah. oh it's like the perfect <laughs> summation of the Owens and Zayn dynamic that right is now. so excellent and I love it uh, my second pick I want an attraction I want something people are gonna see I took Papa Braun Strowman yeah now we both know of course that uh, you know it's not necessarily the best pick to have Owens in this mix because Owens and Zayn or rather Owens and Styles we've already seen. It's kind of disappointing, but sure. I just feel like he's such a good talker and such a wonderful worker. He's also and, so and utilitarian. And yeah, overall, he's just such a good person to have in there. Uh, to round out my picks, though, here, I am going with a guy that I really want to see have a match with AJ Styles. To me, it's like the one AJ Styles dream match left in WWE, and that is Seth Rollins. You don't think Sami Zayn AJ is a dream match? I, it will be good. I mean, you would rather think, see Seth Rollins, AJ? Yeah, I feel like they're so complimentary wow, okay. and like, such similar styles. Like, yeah, I, I am 
dude, you know how I feel about both those guys. Yeah, man. That should be no surprise to you. I, I just, I, I mean, I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you get? What are you gonna say? I mean, <laughs> just, you know, that's. I mean, I. Let's I move on to our next division. Yeah. You, you pick some other guys, but you yeah. pick Seth Rollins. I mean, it's, it's confusing. I mean, you're gonna move on. I, I mean, I guess that's the way. It goes you can't sometimes. dispute that Seth would have crackerjack matches with every guy in that mix. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah, he would for sure. Yeah. I just think there's better people. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. So, women, we didn't decide on a champion. No. We, we just didn't. picked our top five. So, yeah, so because who... my original title pitch was one that you did not get on board with. I hated at it. At all. Tell them who you said would be your champion for your startup fed. Carmella. <laughs> because she. Burr. Look, we, we are going to have a division here that's going to be stacked with contenders, yeah. most of whom are babyfaces. Sure. And this, like, it's exactly how I fantasy booked NXT last week. I want a weak, beatable, pinnable champion that your two monster faces can tear each other apart in pursuit of. But I think if that's what you want, Bliss is just so much better. I'm kind of bored of her. Okay. That, I, I, I'm not, listen, it's, it's subjective. I'm just saying like, Carmella wouldn't make like my Carmella hasn't crested yet, and I feel like we're already past peak Alexa. Interesting. Okay. So, so you have uh, Carmella's champ. I'm putting the belt on Charlotte. Okay. Uh, I think uh, she can just sort of do everything. Good face for the promotion. She's a draw. Maybe she'd get the old man out uh, for some appearances. So mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair, I'm keeping the last name. Mm-hmm. What the hell wouldn't you? Uh, Charlotte's my champ. But we were pretty unanimous on who was under that, which was Paige, Asuka, Sasha, and then my champion and your champion flipped there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if if I wasn't going to have Carmella in the mix, yeah. I would probably, like, if she's not going to be the champ, then I don't really want her included in the So five. what happens when she loses the belt? Well, she's going to be champ for a real long time. <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> Your promotion's going under, bud. No, no, man. It's great. It's great. Our long it, Carmella run. That's what the people want. If Carmella is not champion, then uh, if, like, if Charlotte is on top, then Becky Lynch is my pick. Okay, cool. To be a, a, an underdog scrapping for the belt. I didn't get with that. Yeah. Um, uh, tag division was unanimous. We thought the Usos should be champs. Absolutely. Uh, Best team going right now. Why not? Great talkers. Get good matches out of everybody. Not a, and, and a cool factor that I think isn't really spoken about. Mm-hmm. The Usos have become cool. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, Usos is champs. Which, like, think back to them as, like, the John Cena of tag teams. Imagine saying any of the things that we say about them today. Yeah. Like, about that team. Dude, I've done a bigger turn on the Usos than anyone I have in watching wrestling. Yeah. I, they used to be like my least favorite. When same. it was just them versus Goldust and Stardust same. for like a year. Dude, awful. Now they're very good. Yeah. Uh, I think we were unanimous on our first few here. We're both obviously taking the top guys, the Revival. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we both are big fans of those two. So I that mean, was the number one consensus pick overall. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're the best act in WWE. Uh, I said I wanted Sanity there. Now you said, who are the two I'm taking from Sanity? To be clear, I'm having Eric Young and Killian Dane as my two. Okay. I was thinking you'd go Wolf and Dane and then have just Young be their manager. I I would you know what I like that but Eric Young has been so performing just doing everything so soundly in the ring his back body drop his elbow I like it all NXT needs to cool it with the guys doing elbows from the top though you've got Dream Young and Velveteen or uh, and uh, Kyrie Sane all doing top rope elbows and right nobody now. can compare to Kyrie Sane so what are we even doing here folks hey yeah people are gonna kill me for this I like Velveteen Dreams better ooh uh and then under that, that the hottest take you've ever dropped on this show. I don't agree with that. I say all <laughs> kinds of wild shit. <laughs> uh, anybody has an elbow drop better than Kyrie Sane is madness to me. Uh, we both also wanted Authors of Pain there. Yeah, I, like that was originally the consensus pick as champions. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think we both settled on Usos being a better champ to start with anyways. Just more reliable yeah, matches AOP, off the mound. AOP in the division for sure. And then I had a contentious pick here yeah. that you did not agree with. No. My final team to round out the set was uh, the club. Gallows and Anderson. Because I feel like those guys are so talented in a way that they do not ever get to showcase. So if I'm starting from scratch and I want some like prime teams and – guys that I can trust both on the mic and in the ring and want to see something cool happen with finally, I'm picking the club for sure. But, uh, you know, obviously we're we're missing Breezango and we're missing the New Day yeah. and we're missing probably some other people. Yeah, I feel like there's some more NXT tag teams I'm just not thinking of right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I'm taking New Day in that slot. I don't think Gallows and Anderson's a terrible pick, for the record. I think that they are a, a good act. They, I just think they've been... We talk about... People want to say all the time, oh, this per- so-and-so's mishandled, so-and-so's mishandled. And sometimes I sort of agree, but gosh, with the club, it's like just swinging a miss well, after the, miss. You, they, every time it seems like they're on the verge of something, they just stop. it gets taken away. Either because they got separated from AJ in the draft, or they were actually like going to work babyface against the Revival in a feud that I was actually super into. Oh, and yeah. And then the Revival got in. They've teased them as babyface, I feel like, twice now. Yeah, They've it's had like segments. been a flip, and then they just turn them back immediately because the opponent disappears. I'm going to take the New Day in that slot just because they're a bit more of a proven act. Oh, you, you know, know what? That they're you know gonna... what? I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to pass up everything here. I'm going to go with oh. my fantasy pick here, and this would be no surprise to longtime listeners or longtime friends of mine because you know I talk about this all the time. Yeah. And we didn't draft either of these guys for any other position in go. this entire federation. So I'm going to cut the club right now, and I'm going to draft Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. You can't do that. You can't make up a tag team. No, I'm not making it up. I'm bringing it back. Okay, fine. My tag team is Braun Strowman and Jesus Christ. No. You know that that could be a team. They've teased it before. They, te- they teamed once. One time. But, once. But they're not in our Fed otherwise. And I think that, like, you know that I dream, like, fantasy book them as a duo a lot. So why not? I got the, I've got the book. I'm doing it. It's cut the club. Cut the new day. Wait, can I? Okay, so can I take anyone who's ever tagged Bray together? and Roman. I can take anyone who's tagged together. I guess so. Well, this changes the question entirely. Well, what are you doing now? Well, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, because you don't actually have a pick. You're just like, well, okay. you changed the rules. Okay. Why are you going to change the rules on me? I'm going to go with uh, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn then. No, that's not a team. They never teamed together. Yeah, they did. No, when did they? Oh, lots. What? They were always Name tagging. one time. Back in the day? Name one single time. Oh, pff, I, too many See, are rushing you, to my if head. If you went Finn and Joe, I could get on board with that because they teamed together literally last week. No, no. G- uh, Generico and Joe against the world's cutest tag team. All it's right. a match. Sure. I'm taking Zane whatever. and Joe. All right. Nonsense. <laughs> but you can't, though, because both those guys are already elsewhere in the Fed. Joe is not. Isn't he? Is he not? Oh, yeah. We have him later. Yeah, exactly. Holy cow, this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anders, I love this question for the record. I just feel like we could have done an entire show on yeah, this. Yeah, we're just fighting it out right now. All right, cruiserweights. Your champ is Gulak. Yes, I picked Drew Gulak as champion because I wanted a heel for babyfaces to chase. Seems like a pattern in what I like in wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my champion, uh, I think a much better choice is Neville in this position. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have Neville as my champion. Well, Drew Gulak is doing his thing over on... Uh, my show is so much better. No, man. <laughs> I got I got Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt on the hunt for the tag belts. <laughs> yeah. They're going to beat AOP in the 
number one contenders match. It's going to be fucking great. You don't even know what you're missing on my show. I I like your fed because you have Gulak, who's like this great talker, and the two feuds right underneath him are Metalik and Atami. Yeah. Two guys can barely speak. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to do all the talking for them. They're going to come out and just be mad and Uh, kick him in the mouth. I I like Gulak up there. Uh, So you took uh, Metalik and Atami, and I took uh, Gallagher and Gulak, sort of because he's not my champ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the IC belt. This is our final, our final belt. Our final belt. We both put the belt on Luke Harper. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I, I think like it's a it. good pick. Uh, I then took the Miz, and I took uh, Finn Balor. I took Samoa Joe, and I took Dean Ambrose. That IC division fucking rocks. Yeah, it's gonna be great. That is very dynamite. I know. I know that Anders did not ask us to pick a a mid card belt and division, but there's just so many dope talents left over. You know who else is not in our Fed at all? What? Brock Lesnar. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck you, Brock Lesnar. And Triple H. Yeah. Hey, Triple H, I know you listen to this. (laughs) I got two words for you. I don't like you very much. Actually, uh, I hate to tell you this, Josh, but I... Was able to cut a deal with uh, somebody, and oh. I just it was, like seemed like too big of a talent to pass up for a Fed. Oh, so uh, actually Triple H is a part of it, and he's coming in, <laughs> and he's actually feuding with uh, all five of the guys <laughs> in the main belt division, oh, no. and all five of the guys in the IC division. <laughs> yeah, and somehow all ten of the guys in the tag division. <laughs> he, he has the tag he's belts. Got, just he's him. got feuds lined up. With all of them. Why are the women safe? I feel like... Oh, he yeah, actually. Them. He's going to feud with Asuka. Yeah, I feel also. like he just wants he's the gonna br- He's going to end... Asuka's uh, streak is going to uh, like peak with her finally winning the women's belt. And then... Dung, dung! It's time, time to, to play, play the, the game! game. He's going to come out and uh, just... Yeah, he's... Because, he's, look, there was a big news event this week that... Uh, or, you know, it was... It came out their their plans for pay per views next year. Oh, I didn't hear and this. And so, Money in the Bank is a joint. Oh yeah, brand you told me Pay per view as of next year. That's good. That's way better. It should so there's be. going to be, I guess, four cases on the line throughout the night: two women's and two men's. No. Or maybe they're going to put them yeah, all together. Yeah, yeah. If I, that sucks, if it's four cases, I want it to be three competitors from each show in a well, six man match. Triple H is going to win the women's <laughs> Money in the Bank. <laughs> so for the second year in a row, it's a man who wins <laughs> women's Money in the Bank. And he's going to cash in on Asuka as soon as she wins the title. Well, I'm sure that is accurate. Thank you all for those <laughs> questions. Th- those were great. We we love doing the show. We love answering the questions. You're all friends of mine. Thank you very much. If, if you enjoyed listening to this, when you hear my voice, I am begging you, tell someone. Tweet at us. I don't know. Subscribe. What else do people do for podcasts, Justin? Yeah, I don't rate know. and review on iTunes. It's that a long thing. show this week because we got a lot of questions. How long is it? Yeah, it's like an hour 45. Oh, my God. Right? No one's still listening. Ah, they probably are, though. No, they're not. They like us so much. I'm not listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> hour 45? Yeah. I can't get this time back. Yeah, you could probably split it over like four different listening sessions. It was a good show this Half week. Half hour at a time? I had a good time doing good it. Show. How long so, yeah. was Sunday Night Tweet? I, I have no like idea, but that was the best part of the whole damn show. I went a perfect <laughs> five for five the first fucking time ever one of the highlights of my life so yeah please uh please you know tweet at us we always like interacting with you guys yeah. and uh rate and review the show on itunes if you haven't done that and of course nothing else to say but uh you know if if you're out there living your life you know sometimes just like the women's divisions on both raw okay. and smackdown All right. things can get stale yeah and you know the best way to uh, season things up is to just add a little spice. Make it spicy, you, you know? You always want to say spicy first. Yeah. 
It's hot first. Oh. Well. Hot. Well, I guess, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to mix up your women's division, it's going to be hot to start with. Am I right, brother? Hey, you're right, you're right about that, my butt. You dog. Got him. You said, well, no need to make it hot because it's already going to be hot. Hey, you know what I'm saying? super hot. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? But it lacks a little spice, brother. Be hot. Be, be spicy. spicy. Taste great. Because you're Curry Man! What? 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 Titus Worldwide! So stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>